going to win so much. We're going to win at every level. We're going to win so much, you may even get tired of winning. <laughs> <laughs> Starbucks is shutting down its stores, I think, in a for couple For good. Days. No, it's just for like one day. For, <laughs> it's, it's we won! <laughs> I think we should celebrate it, though. The cultural think, Marxist product advances. I think, <laughs> I think that we should definitely take Scratch that day. That. The cultural <laughs> Marxist project advances. <laughs> Not product. <laughs> I, was, I was about to ask. Like, I didn't know we had products now. Well, we. Um, I'm starting a new line. Skincare? Marxist skincare? No. Fucking, like, streetwear. Oh. Uh, I think you should go with Mar- I think you should go with Marxist uh, skincare. No, 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 no. Not Marxist. Cultural Marxist. It's different. Oh. You see, right. cultural Cult- Marxism is a thing that the right wing made up to describe anything, <laughs> anything that they don't like. I mean, it is vaguely based on like a genuine thing, which is that like, like in the, in the thought of Antonio Gramsci, the Italian Marxist who developed the, uh, he was an Italian Marxist who, uh, <laughs> Italian Marxist. He basically posited that like, unlike in Russia and some of the like more sort of underdeveloped societies where it was very obvious to have like, this is the state power, the king, the czar, whatever. Sure. That, uh, that the political struggle in like Western developed capitalist countries, especially ones with like, uh, sophisticated media and propaganda networks, uh, would require a greater degree of like cultural cachet or what he called hegemony on the part of like the workers party. Hegemony. You need like cultural hegemony that means like a broad acceptance of the of the ideas in order to be able to have like a mass base. Um, even if not everybody is like objectively pro-socialist. Like that they, they would, would be... be objectively a pro pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> so the um so the people in the like right wingers in the academy have taken like this actual idea of cultural hegemony and then they have like dis- they've dissolved it into like a broad criticism of everything which is not conservative as cultural marxism right so basically i got i got i gotta dumb this down a little bit i mean it's anything fucking dumb already anything that would threaten white supremacy they label as cultural marxism well, and anything... White that would, male. White male. Right. Anything that would, like, threaten patriarchal ideas permeating society. Anything let's, that normalizes... Let's be, re- let's be real here. Threatening, normalizing, it doesn't matter. Anything that they just don't like. It could yeah, be, that's... That's it could, be, it could be as simple as some Tumblr leftist says uh, something like, if you don't allow your dog to get a sex change operation, then you're a... Fucking... <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? If you don't allow your dog to transition, then you are transphobic or something like that. And then they would like take that and use it as an example of the triumph of cultural Marxism. Even though it's like but... some fringe... No, it's not a thing, Andrew. God damn it. I don't know. I don't know it would be. It sounds like something... Well, it does sound like something, because because <laughs> because Because I, my, sister, my sister just recently transitioned to being plant-based... Uh, as well as her her young her young son, my nephew, and so she, 
That's <laughs> so, based this not a gender, Andrew. <laughs> you don't know. Listen, what? man. Who gender... are you to say, cis white male? <laughs> Look, gender is not a binary. It's a spectrum. Yeah, I can based identi- is not on that spectrum. I can, I can identify with plant based if I want to. I'm a vegetable man. Um, is that like an other kin? It's like you identify as like a, a fucking yeah, a potato. Vegetable. <laughs> Dude, if I keep eating the way I am, I'm gonna definitely identify with a potato. Yeah. Um, you, you can't no, like, sh- just. You can't decide that I'm not a potato. <laughs> <laughs> There's some argument about whether or not cats can be vegan or not. Like you could, whether or not you, it's it's between who? It's dorks on fucking message boards. <laughs> It's the worst place in the world. So anyhow, so anyhow, it it I just have to ask the question. Just ask him a question. Is that real or not? Oh, okay, I see. Well, right. So like, I have known. Okay, I we used to be friends with a guy. I don't even want to say that. I'm right here. <laughs> no, um, like so. What what? Whenever I uh, I'm working on a documentary series, right? And whenever I try to put in a story which shows like. Sufism inside of uh, the broader umbrella of what we call Islam. There's Sufism. Suf with an F. (laughs) Sufism. I am am a Sufist. I'm a Sufist. I I love Suf. Tomato bisque is incredible. We want to make sure there's a story about. Can we just talk about how great tomato soup is? We can, but we want to put something in there about like Sufis, right? Sufism. To show that Islam I is swear, not a monolith. Man, you are saying Sufism because I know the word <laughs> Sufism, and you're not saying it right. It sounds like you're talking about fucking soup, dude. Dude, I love soup so much. <laughs> so by by trying to show that Islam is not a monolith and that it's actually just as complex as any other religion, a person could say that's cultural Marxism because what you're doing is you're like not hating Muslims. So basically, cultural, everything I don't like is cultural Marxism. So basically, people who claim cultural Marxism are soup Nazis, is what you're saying. Yeah. This is unusable content. Nope. Hey guys, it's a Tired of Winning podcast, episode number 420. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. And I'm, I'm Chris, coming from. Uh, Dank old Austin, Texas. And we've got <laughs> Jason, Andrew, and Sophie. Sophie's right in the background. I, uh, I, see, I see Sophie's ears popping up above the table right there. Yeah. Also, her eyes are real bloodshot. Uh, and she's going on about, you know. About her uh, favorite Rick, fucking Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. She's talking about, like, you know, who's better, Sublime or dub, Long Beach Dub All-Stars. I don't even know if that's a debate anyone a, has ever had that's how high she is man that's, that's a how good high she is that's a debate that's an uh, interesting use of a debate that no one's had in about 20 years <laughs> no man i don't... you notice that none of my references past like 2005 at Andrew's, the latest andrew's always like yeah man isn't the simpsons the best show ever no that's not what i said i said seinfeld is the best show ever but you could make an argument had the simpsons ended like after 12 seasons no, no, I was present for that. I was just making but, fun but of what you that's said. that's edited out, so I'm reintroducing it. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're the one in charge of the edits. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm restating this so I can work it back in. You could just take it and put it over here. You could take so, it. So, Andrew, here. like, you're, you're, uh, you're anachronisms <laughs> and you're, um, your adherence to this uh, Gen X's 
Gen X is the best kind of uh, thing that you got going now is cute now. That's my thing. While you're while you're in your thirties, but <laughs> the older you get, the less cute it's going to be, and then pretty much you're just going to be like that old fucker sitting on his front porch yelling, "Yeah, goddamn kids, slow down!" You know. I mean, if you've ever driven a car with me, I'm halfway there. You know, you're, you're going to be like, well, you know what was real music? The Andrews Sisters. You know, that's, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> yeah, except for it's going to be more like, we used to have real music in my day, like Soundgarden. Hey, Soundgarden's great. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, you don't like 80s music, though. Well, generally, uh, that's it's debatable because like uh, the first two Public Image limited albums I like. Um, I like the Cars. Yeah. I like fucking Bon Jovi and like Def Leppard. Like, I oh, actually you like, like you like 80s actually music. you like a lot of hair metal. You don't like New Wave. Uh, no, I don't like New Wave. But although I do like the Cars, and okay. so uh, I like a, you know post punk acceptable eighties playlist for me that is considered eighties music and not like Slayer, which is like. <laughs> From the 80s, you know? Timeless, as I think the term you're looking for. Like Bauhaus and Sisters of Mercy and New Order and Depeche Mode and, you know, stuff like that. I guess The Cure. It's pretty fucking... I like The Cure, yeah. Kind of shit, like... Adam Ant. Stuff that you actually have to dig a little bit to get to, you know? Like like Love Cats. I mean, they always... (laughs) But they always had had tracks like that mixed in, like Just Like Heavens right up there. And actually... Stuff like that. Actually, most of the Wish album is pretty, pretty dark. Yeah, but, all right, but whatever. That would be but my the point is just like that's like... a lot of '80s stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, how do you feel about um, uh, George Michael? <laughs> no, it's gonna about... be a hard hard pass for me, bro. Even Careless Whisper. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Whatever. It's a George Michael song. No. Have you guys never made love before? Careless Whisper is where it's at. It's all Careless Whisper is all about cheating. Is it really? That's your, that's your fucking song that you use. You're like one of those people that's like, oh, we got married to every step you take. It's so romantic. That's it's a stalker, stalker song. song. So Wait. Sting was like, oh, good luck. <laughs> Dude, the 80s were a weird place. Yeah, the 80s were uh, a really interesting, uh, terrible time. It was a sort of the like final victory of the spectacle, the yeah. utter decimation of uh, American culture and its total recuperation of like subculture into the mainstream. Uh it was the end of like rebellion as aesthetic. Beginning uh, of the end. Lifestyle rebellion is basically over. It's when you can start buying everything, identity, whatever. Yeah, but it's, it's also it it's be- also the decline of the labor movement. It's the end of this end of the Cold War. Sure. It's the birth of the hellscape that we live in now. Is the mid like the mid I, to late eighties. I always I always sort of attribute the the success and total victory of the spectacle uh, when Mark Jacobs put out a fashion line of flannel. <laughs> like to me I mean, that's like things crumbling in on themselves yeah like that, that was like the like when when there was zero chance for uh rebellion again the victory of the spectacle was the election of the first movie star president you know mm. the first celebrity president that it's was true. the ultimate victory of the spectacle in the united states i always forget about that that he was a actor before he was a president yeah that's actually like the modern, the spectacle is basically born with the era of like advertising mm. and the corporate and the sort of the, the corporation becoming like the dominant, you know, economic power. But uh, its victory is absolutely the election of a movie star to the helm is of it, the world's most powerful country. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Um, isn't it telling that in the eighties we elected a movie star as president? We elected a wrestler. 
Yeah, in the okay, in the nineties we elected a pro wrestler as governor of state. In the two thousands we elected an actor as governor of one of our largest states. And in the twenty tens we elected a reality star as president of the United States. Right. And a lot of people's hope for supplanting that reality star is either the, the guy who's in the Jumanji fucking remake <laughs> <laughs> or a daytime talk show host. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where we're at, right? What, what, are, what are our other options, really? We're fucked. M- murder, suicide? <laughs> I was having a conversation um, the other day on the way to, to see uh, Cradle of Filth with someone who was hoping that Trump would be, you know, he's like, oh, Trump will be done after this. I was like, I don't think so. I don't. I think he's got eight years in him unless he dies. There's a there are rumors yeah. of uh, the the Republican Party running a primary challenger against him. I don't know yeah, if that's true or not, but 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 why he's doing everything they want, right? He's rolled back almost all of the Obama, or he's trying to roll back all of the Obama um, regulations, and he started a war overseas. Yeah, well, but I he's think... also. I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he's so scandal-ridden and that he's such a loose cannon that he he's not he's not easily controlled. It's that's uh, true, and he's not listening to people that he's supposed to be listening to. Well, what are they doing with all those diet cokes then? <laughs> Why are we putting all this energy into that? Well, you know, um, start spiking the McDonald's fries. We... God damn it. <laughs> It looks like they're finally starting to catch on to what it is that the young, the youth of America want. Pokemon? Because... No. Oh. Weed. Weed. Chuck Schumer came out in favor of legalized marijuana. Really? Yeah. Well, because he smokes. Well, first of all, 80% of everybody smokes weed. Right. Yeah, but so, you know, Chuck Schumer, who is like a center-rightist, an utter neoliberal, you know, war hawk. Yeah. But it's also... In favor of uh, legalized the, weed. Like the sticky icky. Oh yeah, my god. It's because... <laughs> Cut his fucking mic, man. No way, man. I'm going to work in all the old weed references I can think of. Like hey, what? The best weed reference I've ever heard was my uncle, who uh, referred to smoking a joint as tooting on a skadeet. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked it up. And that is an acceptable slang. What from the seventies? Like what the like, fuck does that even mean? You know, tooting on a skadeet. Give me a toot of that skadeet. Oh, yeah, all right. Skadeet is a joint, and tooting on it is like you know. No, no, no. I get it. I, I okay. All right, I'm in with it. I'm it's better it. than you know, like the, the icky sticky. Yes, it's definitely better than icky sticky. Right. Like, that's fucking what? Snoop Dogg came up with Which that. Which is that's not even Snoop Dogg no, is not. It's not fucking not. No. What? It's not. It's sticky icky. You goddamn Philistine, not icky sticky. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mule one? <laughs> it's a mule position. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Wacky tobacco. Yeah, devil's leaf. Mm-hmm. Who says the devil's leaf? It's like a, I think um, it, I think they used to use it in like a, the fifties or something, right? Devil's lettuce is another. Oh, devil's lettuce. It's, it's it's that no one says it. That's who. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why do you guys? Make jazz like a fetus and one. get out of here. Which jazz cigarettes? Jazz cigarettes? Jazz cigarettes. I like yeah. that. I think I like that should that. come it's back. fucking cool, man. Uh, Trump pledged to support the, the passage of medical, not medical marijuana, of the marijuana legalization um, if it came before his desk. Like, 
he uh, he's said that he supports it, and you know he's in favor of it. Yeah, man, is... legalize it, man. So wait, so at what point did Jeff Sessions feel disturbance in the force? Oh, f- fucking goddamn <laughs> neo Confederate elf Jeff Sessions <clears throat> has uh, gone even further than the uh, Department of Justice. Yeah, the Obama's Department of Justice to try to roll back legalized marijuana. And uh, this right here is what Jeff Sessions thinks about marijuana. To say marijuana is not the kind of thing that ought to be legalized, it ought not to be uh, uh, minimized, that it's in fact a very real danger. This is very real. This drug is dangerous. You cannot play with it. It's not funny. It's not something to laugh about. Good people don't smoke marijuana. And insert fucking you know montage of jeff session marijuana clips because they are literally the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life so fucking stupid dude i read somewhere that he was in support he he i don't know i want to i don't want to say that he was in support of he thought that the ku klux klan wasn't so bad until he realized that they used to smoke weed in their garage oh yeah that's true that definitely is a thing that happened he's the guy he's the nerd that watched reefer madness and legit took it to heart well, he's also of that age. The dude's like 100. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, so is Willie Nelson. Well, yeah, but, like, Willie Nelson's a lot an irredeemable piece of shit, though, you know? Yeah, but Willie Nelson's also not, like, a career politician in the Republican Party. All right, guys. Um, I've got a listicle for us Whoa. to talk about on air today. Okay. A listicle is like a testicle. But a list instead. List, listier. Oh, it's a little bit listier than a testicle. There, you don't. You don't this have to. A, from, you don't have to answer any questions after after reading it. This is from herb.com, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! My favorite oregano. Mm. What is your favorite herb? Stop it! Oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> you could go into the whole thing about herbs. It would be funny. No. You fucked it up. Oh, it you fucked it up. It would have. We would have laughed. Yeah, you fucked it up. You had a good time. All right, man. So, <laughs> 21 shocking weed statistics oh. from herb.com. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Number one. It takes 800 joints to kill you from carbon monoxide poisoning. At one time? If you smoke 800 <laughs> joints... A forty thousand times the average amount within a short period of time. So you'd have to smoke eight hundred joints, like sitting down on a table and smoke them one after the other, on a table. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's if a, you were smoking that much weed, you might be sitting on the table. I was. I read couch said table. That's how much <laughs> you would need to smoke eight hundred joints to kill you from carbon monoxide poisoning. So. That's not that shocking of a statistic. Yeah, like, all right. Well, it's only shocking because I think that Snoop could probably get pretty close to that number. You know the Snoop Dogg doesn't smoke weed anymore, He right? does. No, he, got, he went back to it. He oh, only okay. quit for like six months. That was like... Snoop Lion. No, he's not, he's not Snoop Lion anymore. That was just one album. Oh, he went back to Snoop Dogg? That yeah. was just for his reggae album. It wasn't bad, though. Yeah, I mean, I haven't listened to it. Listen, what he... I, I want to know how we can make a bong out of the whole apartment. Okay, Whoa. let's see. How would you do that? You would have to... You'd have to seal the windows, right? Okay. Basically, you gotta seal it off, first of all. Okay. Do that. You just caulk on all the windows and doors. And then I guess you could 
have your bathroom window yeah. be close up the bathroom window except for like a tube, a flex, a flex duct. Oh yeah, that comes out mm -hmm. the other side. Yep, yep. And uh, that flex duct has to go through the bathroom window and down into the bathtub. The flex duct goes into the bathtub, and then in your living room, you just create like a. a fucking gigantic pile of weed that's like maybe just, six feet high well, where do you light you know, it all the way across you just set it on fire and as a, in a yeah, pile yeah you set it on fire man oh you don't have the little what's the little the carb yes yeah okay so you've got a i don't have something for that i don't know okay so this is what you have to make the huge pile right by the front door okay so that you open the front door oh yeah and yeah you you use a blowtorch mm -hmm. to light the pile and then <laughs> Attach a fan to the to the flex duct. Yeah. Because you can't you can't suck hard enough to draw the air through it. Dude, if anyone could, it'd be me. I definitely suck hard yeah. enough. So <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and then the flex duct could have the fan attached to it, and the fan can go into the back of like a U-Haul mm. in the street. Yeah. So you turn on the fan and you hotbox in the U in the back of the U-Haul from, from the your apartment. Six foot pile of weed. In the apartment that is being lit by your friend of course with a blow right. torch right. so if you're ever wondering how to die of carbon monoxide uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is what that, is that? <laughs> this is uh, a literal cat sized bunch of hair <laughs> that came off of lucy when britney was just combing her that's with, disgusting uh, it's another cat it's a whole other fucking cat. Oh, here, take that piece, too. All right, sorry. Okay. Um, well, anyway, so if you want to know how to die from carbon monoxide poisoning, make an apartment bong. And we've just given you step-by-step -step instructions. So how far do we get on that list? <laughs> <laughs> Number two. <laughs> weed users eat. Weed users? <laughs> I believe sure, the yeah. term is reefer addicts. <laughs> yeah. Potheads. Um, okay, weed users That's eat 600 term. more calories per day than uh, non-weed users. Dude, but, it, but it's okay because weed kicks your metabolism into overdrive. Uh, it makes you crave food, but it also acts as a digestive aid. It makes you hungry, but helps you eat. Use what you eat better. I like, like <laughs> weed. Weed has this special fucking chemical in it that like <laughs> triggers an enzyme. In your stomach that helps turn <laughs> Twinkies and fucking Doritos and into fucking carrots and the celery, Dr Pepper, yeah, into carrots and celery, exactly. Dude. The other cool thing that weed does uh, to you chemically is it makes it where you can't, you don't want to go to war, man. Yeah. Uh, so like, if, if everyone just smoked weed, like, dude. like fucking, there would be no more war. Man. Think about it, like if you're like Al Nusra. <laughs> and like you you want to like overthrow Bashar al-Assad and like usher in a, a fucking like a caliphate yeah but then you smoke weed like you're not gonna you're not yeah. gonna do that man that's man, like just watch some Sanford Sun reruns <laughs> exactly exactly cool bro exactly, <laughs> exactly. The problem is, of course, is if you don't get Bashar al-Assad to smoke weed also... Then you're fucked. Then you're fucked. <laughs> so, okay, I figured it out. The UN intervention in Syria is to just 
fly over the whole Middle East and just fucking it's real fog simple. that shit <clears throat> with it's, the dankest. You just got to introduce three stickiest three <laughs> things. Just introduce three things to any country that you want to calm a rising insurgence. Weed, Doritos, and a PlayStation. Everything else will take care of itself. Just like one. No, they're gonna enough. fight over the PlayStation. Enough man. for everyone. Yeah, that's why there. That's why there are no problems in like suburban America. Yeah, we figured it All out. Right. Number three. Not enough weed. Mm. Rates of obesity are one-third lower in weed consumers. Studies have shown that marijuana cuts your risk of becoming obese by about a third. This could be because weed helps your body regulate blood sugars. Oh, man, weed is like fucking a miracle drug, man. Yeah. It's a fucking, fucking does everything. Like, that's why you should never go to, like, the doctor, man. Man, just, just, smoke, just smoke a dube. Doctors don't Mother know anything. Mother Earth has given you all that you need. <laughs> And the panacea known as marijuana. Dude, you know George Washington used to grow weed. He grew fields yeah, of it. Yeah, and his the founding, like, the slaves harvested it. Wanted us fucking bring us down, man. I'm going to make a joke about Mar- Martha Washington being a hip chick. He's going to cut in a scene from Days of Confuse. Is that what that's from? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. Jason has never seen any movie ever except for Indiana Jones. I just haven't seen any movie that were popular for teenagers whenever I was not a teenager. You're not that much younger than us. It's just enough. Mm. <laughs> Number four. Every hemp plant grown could save 12 trees. Okay. Well, because of its uses versus tree usage? Yeah. It uh, cuts down our need for timber and use of fossil fuels. Okay. So, like, let's be perfectly clear. You could take something like hemp and destroy the fucking planet with it by monocropping it and using pesticides and everything else. And the way that capitalism takes good things and uh, starts producing, overproducing them for a profit and just destroy it. So let's not fucking joke around here, you bunch of fucking dumbasses. Well, it's just like growing soy has not like made the world a better place. It no. hasn't changed labor conditions. It hasn't changed uh, the environmental degradation of global trade. Sure. None of that. But, but you have to, it's, so, and this is just a question I'm posing. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> so apples to apples, is it dust to is dust? It, is it better than the alternative? Like, I'm not saying it's like, like there's a lot of there's a lot of areas, <laughs> there's a lot of areas in which like it's obviously still bad. But but the like, wait what is growing soy or growing hemp right? Like so for example, if if you swapped out cutting down trees for hemp, yes, there's a lot of the same issues that are going to exist. But like, is it? No, no, I'm not saying that it's not. It's not. It wouldn't be good, but I'm just saying that capitalism will find a way to make it oh, fucking destructive. No, oh, yeah, they ruin everything. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of capitalism making things... No, never mind. Okay. I was going to okay. say, at some point we got to talk about uh, incarceration and the fact that now you can go to a weed business while everybody else is in fucking prison. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. Good idea. All right, number five. Black people are 3.3 times more likely than white people to get arrested for weed. According to the ACLU, that wait, wait, grows. wait, wait. No, no, you got to read that again. Yeah, I should laugh right after you say that. Because we're going to edit out the part where I say we got to get to this at some point. So now it's just going to be that Chris reads a statistic about racial bias in the justice system and, and then Andrew laughs. laughs. <laughs> it's like, black people go to prison? <laughs> okay, all of this is staying in. All right. According to the ACLU... That number grows to around eight times more likely in some states, namely 
Iowa, D.C., and Minnesota. That same ACLU report found that the average white and bl- that on average white and black people consume marijuana at about the same rates. Surprising, literally fucking no one. Yeah, well, except for yeah. except for white people. It's, I think this would be a surprise to a lot of white people. It's like when they say, uh, it's, it's like you, there's a total cog- cognitive dissonance around, like the the open carry question. It's like, well, right. look, it's legal to have a gun. It's like, yeah, but. The suspicion of a black man walking around with a gun is in no way lessened by the like his actual legal right to do it. Right. In fact, it's probably heightened. It's totally heightened. But and I think I think it's it's just very easy for people in general to only sort of view the world as they immediately see it. Yeah. Right. So everyone has that example of like the person on welfare who's abusing the system, or yeah. But most the, of the time, that example is something that they heard from somebody else that knows a guy who heard right, about it. Right. Right. Exactly. Very few people yeah. have the actual mm-hmm. example of that 100%. experience. But they all. They all. Everyone feels like they have direct knowledge of something that reaffirms a stereotype. Legalizing weed in the U.S. would earn $8.7 billion in tax revenue. It would uh, save the government a decent chunk of change and would generate billions in additional revenue. In 2010, it is estimated that states spent roughly $3.6 billion on marijuana law enforcement. Right. So there was a, um, sorry, there was a, an official during the Nixon administration who actually came out and said that the whole war on drugs was to target black people and hippies. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. No, John no, no. Ehrlichman told Harper's writer Dan Baum in the April cover... Oh, was it two different For the April cover story published yeah. on Tuesday, which this was written in 2016, that the war on drugs was created as a political tool to fight blacks and hippies. Yeah, so, I mean, they've come out openly and said that the whole idea behind this... <clears throat> the myth about this war on drugs was just to to keep people under under their power control. Right. Well, and, power control. Yeah, man. You got to just kind of trying to put us under their power control. They're trying man. to keep they're trying to keep us under their thumb. Look, so on the subject of of like revenue or whatever, like it bears out really really plainly like in Colorado. Mm. They have like yeah. a budget surplus just from yeah. like the taxation of legal sales of marijuana. And if you take that right. one in one in six people in the U.S. justice system is there for like marijuana related crimes, if you think about how many fucking people that is, like, it's it seems to me it's fairly obvious that right. uh, the sort of law and order crowd uh, are what they actually are, are is a they've, they've what they've done is they've created like a permanent underclass of people that you can funnel into the prison system, right. which is a, pl- yeah. a source of cheap labor as well which is as privatized. As, as, Right, especially now that it's privatized. Yeah. But also, in addition to being a source of cheap labor, um, as Andrew mentioned, a method of social control. Right, exactly. So, uh, marijuana prohibition, this is number eight, costs the U.S. US state and federal governments $17.5 billion a year. If the government were to legalize all drugs, we'd save annually $41.3 billion. Uh, Portugal managed to cut its rates of drug abuse in half within 10 years of decriminalizing all drugs. And that gives me a chance to throw in some Portugal stats here. They have three OD deaths per one million. Whoa, that's like nothing. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, the EU has, on average, 17.3 deaths per million, with 44 in the UK and 126 in Estonia. And synthetic drug use, designer drug use, is non-existent. Like, nobody does bath salts. No one's dying from fucking synthetic marijuana usage. 
And uh, well, because like, why would anybody smoke synthetic weed when you could just get real weed? Well, right, right. And their their HIV infection rate went from 104.2 per million in 2000 to 4.2 in 2015. Holy shit! Well, Those so are like staggering numbers. So I have a friend. It's, it's like a like smashing success. Yeah. By any fucking viewpoint, you know. Well, and like this was this was a number of years back, but I have a friend who is involved in, in a very athletic career. And um, his job, his former job, didn't allow the usage of, of smoking marijuana. And so he turned to synthetic marijuana because he had a bad foot injury and, and um, you know, was in pain a lot. And, like, you know, he, he got suspended several times because of it. When the reality of it is, it's, that's, that's probably the healthiest form of pain relief that you could, you could use. Right. As, as opposed yeah. to, like, prescription. Like, we have an opioid, opiate crisis in this in this society, in the United States, and part of oh, that there, is... there, their op- opioid crisis in Portugal uh, drastically declined and stabilized. Like it, it hasn't, it, it still exists, but it's stabilized. And I didn't write down the stats for right. it, so I can't fucking. But it's yeah. it's the abuse of prescription drugs. Uh, Google it. Often, right, w- are prescribed in lieu of something much simpler and safer like marijuana. That's right. What. So yeah, man, legalize 20... it. In 2014, the DEA took 74 million joints from the U.S. public. That's 163,638 pounds of domestic marijuana. It's insane. And like, it's, 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 it makes no well, here's, dent in yeah. the actual consumption right. of, of marijuana. Like, well, the problem, the problem, of course, for um, capitalism is that... Is you, that it's shitty and well, stupid well, and yeah, sucks. Yes, and you can't control... You can't really control weed consumption in the way that you can other drugs, right? At some point, the major tobacco companies are going to buy up all the weed farms and they're going to start selling like Marlboro Green or whatever they call it. <clears throat> that will occur, but you can't stop people from growing it in their homes. That's true. I know so, so um, many people who grow weed in their homes. It's like, it's you know, there's no there's no way to take it over in the same way that you can tobacco or certainly pharmaceuticals. It's a, it's a little bit so, harder to start a tobacco plantation in your bedroom. Uh, I follow this group on Facebook, which is Flower Bluff News, which tells news about the, the part of Corpus that Jason and I grew up in. Yeah. And uh, they posted that the local police department there had busted a a drug ring in Flower Bluff and they showed all the pictures of like weed that they right. they took from somebody. And then we're like, we're proud of our police for breaking up a drug ring. And, like literally every single last comment was just like, good job, you fucking losers. <laughs> Real job. <laughs> it's like, wait, break up a drug ring? I probably know those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was just like dozens of normal people, just normies, talking shit to the cops. Yeah, because it's fucking stupid that people smoke their weed. As yeah, there's, exactly. There's such such limited negative effects on adults smoking weed. All right, let's see. Uh, 147 million people in the world use marijuana. That's 2.5% of the population of Earth. That's also almost certainly underreported. Yeah. Because probably. because of the stigma, even in places where it's legal, the stigma about like, you know, if you smoke weed, then you're like not going to be good at your job, or right. you're going to, you know, be a bad parent or something. Well, like can even even I we, bet you could double that number. Yeah, I mean, even we probably. make we make stoner we've made some stoner jokes and what have you on the podcast. But the reality is, is I know plenty of people who are completely functional, maybe more so, um, when they smoke marijuana, if for no other reason than like. The ability it has to help regulate 
things like depression, certain depression, anxiety, anxiety for and, sure. Look, I also know a bunch of lazy fuckers who don't do anything, but because they like to smoke weed, and that's fine too. Yeah, but you know what? Those people would be lazy yeah. fuckers on anything else as well. Yeah, that's exactly. True. It's really just like like for me, I would be the laziest fucker on the face of the planet. You know? Yeah. Just because that's what I want to be. Right. Sure. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't allow myself to be that. All right. So today's weed is fifty-seven to sixty-seven percent. More potent than herb from the 70s. Yeah, I believe that. The invention of hydroponic gardening. Yeah, so a person who I'm very close to, who doesn't smoke weed, decided they were going to try it. Mm -hmm. And uh, took one hit from a pipe and basically had the biggest fucking freak out I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. Like, to where they thought that I was trying to poison them when I was giving them a drink. Oh, I remember this. That's kind of yeah. I mean, it's not. It was it was very sad at the time, but in retrospect, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Okay, it was hilarious at the time, also. <laughs> for for everyone but me, right. for, for everybody who didn't have to deal with the with the situation, yeah. it was hilarious. So uh, they don't do that anymore. So if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce smoking the weed uh, into your regular routine, baby steps, work your way up. Baby steps. Right, work baby your steps. way up. THC can stay in your system longer than 27 days. So, that's the last one, number 21. That brings up a fair point that Monday is National Pop Drug Test Day. Really? So, yeah, you guys, I haven't smoked weed since I was 15 years older. And, uh, you know, if you need some piss, Ah. I can help you out. We're actually going to be selling it on our Instagram. It's just Team Chris Piss. just, Just go to this URL www.chrispiss.com <laughs> It's C-H-R-I-S-S-P-I-S-S yeah. Dude, it's the stupidest thing in the world to drug test. It really is. Like, well, how, how are you going to know how strong the drugs are if you don't test them out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold up. Smoke weed every day.